good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Ah, thank you, uh, Madam Vice President. Uh, by the way, my name is Greg. I am a cisgender white male. I am wearing a um, blue shirt and a dark jacket, and my pronouns are, shut up, Kamala. You are ruining the country. You are ruining the country, you and your people, and you and your leftist woke agenda. And this nonsense, they are pushing it across our society. Corporate America is buying into it. The Pentagon is buying into it. Anytime anyone ever says, these are my pronouns, this is what I look like. By the way, why do they describe what they're wearing? I don't know. The visually impaired? Uh, that is a message for me, you, to either walk out of the room and uh, not listen to a word they're saying because these are not serious people and they are not to be listened to. Hello, everyone. I'm Natalia Godilla. I'm a Caucasian woman with long blonde hair, and I go by she, her. Hello, everyone. I'm Nick Fillingham. I'm a Caucasian man with glasses and a beard. I go by he, him, and I'm a security evangelist here at Microsoft. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a white woman with long brown hair. I'm wearing red, um, a red dress, and I'm wearing a see-through mask so you can see my red lips. I am a black woman with curly hair, and I am wearing a vintage black and floral Dress. I'm a white woman. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm here in my uh, hacker hoodie in my office with my bookshelves and, of course, my miter attack matrix flag in the background. Oh, that's so much fun. Yes. Yeah, so you can be virtuous and we can show off to our liberal friends and uh, we can do what our enemies are not doing, wasting time. And you know what? You know who said it very early on the way no politician would? This and all that other stuff is a great big waste of time. I think the big problem this country has is being politically correct. I've been, I've been challenged by so many people and I don't frankly have time for total political correctness. And to be honest with you, this country doesn't have time either. Amazing, right? So right. But since then, seven years ago, the country has gone even crazier with this political correct nonsense. We don't have the time. We don't have the time for so much of what we're doing, but we're doing it anyway. The January 6 hearings. What a colossal waste of time and money. And they're not actually getting to the bottom of it at all. Something happened today, by the way. A person was sentenced to prison for a very long time. But first, do you remember what they said about January 6th in terms of race? January 6th, when extremists, when terrorists, when white supremacists attacked our nation's capital. To be part of a white supremacist raid on this capital. The people who ended up at the capital on January 6th, many of them white supremacists carrying Confederate flags, they were also motivated by racism. Okay, keep telling yourselves that because, well, this is always overlooked, downplayed, but there are people from all over who look like, who are from all racial groups, actually. Mark Ponder, 56-year-old man, uh, well, he's in a lot of trouble. 
he pleaded guilty. We'll get to the charges in a moment, but he was there. And there were plenty of people. There were Asians, Hispanics, yes, white people, but they weren't driven by race. I don't believe that. And at one point, by the way, it looked like, well, the woke left used to stick up for people like this when they went through, well, this dog pile. Wow, there might be 20 cops on top of Mark Ponder at this point. All right. Mark Ponder, though, made some mistakes that day. Absolutely. He shouldn't have done this. He grabbed a great big stick and took a whack at a cop. Take a look at this. Now, fortunately, the cop's shield, um, well, blunts the blow. Still, you can't do that stuff. He's in big time trouble. Let's go through it. He is uh, sentenced to 63 months in jail. He's been held in jail since March of 2021. We believe this is the longest sentence imposed on anybody. Mark Ponder happens to, uh, again, I don't think race was motivating these folks, and I don't think it was motivating Mark Ponder. Now, it's interesting. He's going to jail for 63 months. This individual, take a look, <laughs> who's beating up a cop like crazy, is already out of jail. This just happened on Saturday, and he was released on Sunday. He was already in trouble just a week earlier for beating up another person. Last Wednesday, arrested for violent robbery, released on intensive community moderating, mon monitoring, whatever that means. And then attack happened on Saturday, released Sunday without bail. He's subject to a 6 p.m. curfew. That's his status right now. Isn't that amazing? This kid's walking around. Ashley Babbitt, meanwhile, I... She didn't grab a cop. She wasn't wrestling somebody to the ground, huh? What is happening with justice in America? So everything is backwards. Everything is screwed up. I mean everything. Cops are crying. We see cops crying. We see presidential assassins, would-be presidential assassins, flourishing on Twitter. Yeah, John Hinckley has a Twitter account now. Trump is off of Twitter. We have people who are paid not to work. America is losing wars, okay? Anybody remember? Almost a year ago, we lost in Afghanistan. We have men pretending to be women. We have no control of our border. The border has absolutely been obliterated. Kids sexualized. And somehow this is seen as righteous and healthy by the left. It's clearly illegal. And now we're targeting people just for how they look, especially white women. You know, the whole Karen thing. Remember this story from St. Louis? I will never get over this. She lives in a condominium. There's a front door, apartments. Everybody's supposed to have a key fob. Some guy she doesn't know is behind her in the vestibule. She's like, I'm not letting you in. Do you have ID? Do you live here? What's the story? No big deal. A small disagreement between two people. It becomes national news. A confrontation caught on video, a white woman blocking a black tenant from entering their apartment building, demanding proof that he lives there. Thank you, David Muir. This is the most watched news program in the world. And they're talking about a disagreement, a simple what? What? Why would they do that? Why would they do that to this woman? I think we know the answer. They're trying to 
subdue, shape political views, voting patterns among women, especially white women. Now, who is who's controlling all of this? It's actually not Joe Biden. I'm pretty convinced Uh, he's a bad guy, bad president. But this is this is beyond his intellectual ability, this kind of plot to subvert America. And he's he's going along with it because he's vulnerable. I mean, Hunter (laughs) and the laptop, they could they could throw the switch on him and throw that guy in jail for decades, probably. And Joe Biden himself, he's vulnerable. (laughs) I mean, look at this. How easy would it be for them to orchestrate more women to come forward and say that Joe made me feel uncomfortable? Joe objectified me. They got rid of Andrew Cuomo in about two days with some of that. Oh, don't forget, he also has, well, other family members who have been profiting in strange ways. I'm Frank Biden. I'm the non-attorney senior advisor to clients statewide who need diversified business solutions through the Berman Law Group. I'm available for consultation with attorney Teddy Berman in any of our offices statewide. Joe Biden's brother, Frank, who never went to law school, is the front man for a major law firm. And he's in all the commercials and he's not a lawyer. Talk about fishy. So actually, I don't think Joe Biden is pulling the strings for this societal breakdown. But these people just may be Uh, George Soros, Barack Obama, a woman named Lorene Powell Jobs, hugely wealthy and funding all kinds of crazy woke uh, initiatives. Yeah, these people, I think Joe is actually working for them. A year ago, I would have said this is crazy. Can't be true. No, this is uh, this is happening. Oh, heads up, Joe Biden. You may be out pretty soon. I mean, your usefulness, uh, you're no longer useful to Barack and to uh, George. 75% of Democrats don't want Biden as a nominee. Yes, his time, his days are numbered. I stand by my prediction he's going to have to resign sometime in 2023. I still think Trump is the one who can turn this all around. I know some people are out there excited about other you know, politicians, whatever. This is the guy who changed everything, and he can do it again. We'll be right back. Merrick Garland, you know they need a legal arm for this corrupt, woke agenda being driven by this very weak and very sneaky attorney general. When we come back. Dick Morris says Donald Trump is running again. The famed political strategist reveals Trump's secret plan for 2024 in his new bestseller, The Return. In The Return, find out the three big threats Trump faces, including from big tech. Dick Morris says Trump will win and shares the plan. Newsmax says you must read The Return, an Amazon number one bestseller. Find Dick Morris's The Return in bookstores or see the free offer. Go online or call today. Merrick Garland, the attorney general. I think he's weak. I think he's sneaky. And I think he just might have to give in to the pressure. You know, the left, they're leaning on this guy. They want, oh boy, do they want charges on Trump. They don't care. Charge him with something. Just do it. Why is Merrick Garland allowing this nonsense to continue? <laughs> he's such a he's such an institutionalist that maybe he's too afraid to go after Trump. Merrick Garland, if you indict Trump, you'll be my person of the year, yeah. of the decade. This pressure is relentless, and uh, I think he's going to fold. They're going to try to do something. He hasn't done anything wrong, though. That's what's really frustrating uh, to the left. 
Trump has been investigated by Mueller, those impeachment committees. I mean, give it up. All right. You can't touch the guy. Anyway, back to the attorney general. Listen to this. It's an important part of democracy that every American recognizes the truth of what happened on January 6th and in the time surrounding it. I think that this is an important part that we not uh, downgrade or uh, suppress how important that day was. And I think that the hearings did an extremely good job of reminding us and for people who didn't know in the first place, telling us how important that day was. All right. Actually, there is a corrupt aspect to this guy. How can he praise those January 6 hearings as a law enforcement officer? Those hearings did not touch Ashley Babbitt. They did not go there. They did not even mention her name. Also, the horrendous security failures on January 6th. Police officers helpfully directing these characters into the Senate chamber. And he thinks that's okay. He's praising that committee. This guy is as bad as they are. Next. The Justice Department has been doing the most wide-ranging investigation in its history. The Justice Department has, from the beginning, been moving urgently to learn everything we can about this period and to bring to justice everybody who's criminally responsible for interfering with the peaceful transfer of power. They're hung up on what Steve Bannon said in some podcast and how they can somehow make President Trump, who is watching TV, make watching TV a criminal offense. Good luck with that. But they're not actually pursuing the real questions like, again, law enforcement on that day. Why were they let inside? We can all see that, Mr. Attorney General. But you seem to be weak and you seem to be on the verge of caving. Fake news, of course, as bad as ever, not challenging him, not bringing up uh, the horrific crime in America, just giving him a pass on just about everything. Oh, and framing things in the most unfair way. I want to ask you about mass shootings. We've seen far too many, and some of them with people with strong right wing or extremist philosophies. Right wing and extremist philosophies, those right wing mass shooters. Well, Mass shooters are bad people, all right, no matter what they are thinking ideologically. But they are not just right wing, they're left wing, they're no wing, they are crazy. Cremo, the guy in suburban uh, Chicago, uh, he gunned down several people on July 4th, was said to be, uh, yeah, cross-dresser, trans-sympathetic, all kinds of crazy, just a bad guy with leftist sympathies. The Waukesha driver who mowed down the people at the Christmas parade, he, according to his uh, (laughs) substantial social media profile, hated white people. Oh, and then there's this guy who shot up a subway not too long ago. Useless white whore, dirty white You want to look down at me? you. Okay, that's Mr. Frank James. And a very angry person who allegedly shot uh, 14 people in a subway in New York City. He's in federal custody right now. Uh, But for Attorney General Garland, none of this stuff seems to faze him. And this doesn't either. A New York City police officer beaten up by a person who spent about 20 minutes in jail afterwards. You know, the president, President Trump, mentioned just yesterday that uh, all of these cities where the crime is really, really bad, they're run by Democrats. Like New York City, we have a uniquely incompetent and vacuous and silly mayor in Eric Adams. Eric, uh, he looks impressive. 
But he was just a, a nuisance, really. As soon as he joined the police force, he teamed up with Al Sharpton and started complaining about the police. Then he goes into politics. And, you know, smart politicians, they don't go to the floor of the state Senate and say things like this, even if they want a pay raise. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. We deserve more money. We deserve to be paid for the job we're doing. Senator Adams, I believe you've made your point. In the two minutes, how do you vote? I deserve a raise. Really, that's just dumb amateur stuff. Okay, if you want to raise, fine. Have you ever heard a politician do anything like that? Uh, he's not smart. And he's also, hate to say it, a racist. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable. Wow. Kicking those crackers' ass, he said. Yeah. But now Eric Adams has real power. He managed to get a few people to vote for him, and nobody really knew when Election Day was, and he's the mayor. He has real power and not a clue what to do with it. He built himself as a crime fighter. He saw a crime. What does he do? Yes, um, I'm at Broadway in Casciasco, and I have been assault in progress of three males. All right. So uh, he's the mayor of New York City, the largest city in the country. And he calls 911 like anybody would do or could do. He didn't have detectives with him that day because he wanted to show off saying, I don't need security. I've got my brother. Very, very strange. He's a total amateur when it comes to power. You know, being the mayor of a big city like New York. It's kind of like being the captain of a plane. Very complex systems. You have to know what buttons to press. And Eric, he's very, you know, kind of cute. He reminds me of a little kid playing or pretending to be a pilot in a very big plane. Again, it's adorable. It's cute. Just like Mayor Adams. He looks the part. But he can't actually pull off the job. Something's got to change in this city. We have a real crisis here. And California, you're not better off at all. Gavin Newsom, another guy who just looks the part, went into politics, I believe, for all the wrong reasons. Look at me. I'm special. Look at me. I'm important. Look at me. I don't have to follow the rules. Remember the whole fancy French laundry restaurant? Everybody else is hunkering down, masked up, and he's just, yeah, they're not following the rules. Here's something else about this guy, Newsom, as they talk about him running for president in 2024. Have you heard about this story? His campaign manager, the guy on the left, married to that woman, uh, Newsom had an affair with the woman who was married to a guy who worked for him, made all the papers. Uh, nobody remembers this. I think it's a big deal. Aid quits as Newsom's affair with his wife is revealed. San Francisco Mayor Gavin Newsom's re-election campaign manager resigned Wednesday after confronting the mayor about an affair Newsom had with his wife while she worked in the mayor's office. Totally not cool at all. But... He looks a certain way. He is woke as hell, and he just may be the nominee in 2024. We'll see what happens. All right, stay with us. Fox News did not carry President Trump's speech yesterday. Instead, they had one of their panels talking about 
other stuff, talking about Pence, not showing you the speech. But they did show Mike Pence's address. Why is that? What's their beef when we come back? can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it do they all right and by fake news yeah i mean fox news a lot fox news sorry all right i think it comes down to the guy who's ultimately in charge the billionaire rupert murdoch you know he owns fox news he also owns uh the wall street journal the new york post both those newspapers just came out with very vicious anti-trump editorials over the past couple of days, um, he's got some sort of beef with Trump. You know, billionaires, sometimes they're jealous of each other. Who knows what's going on? I think it's personal. And, well, I'm seeing the results on Fox. So Mike Pence gave a speech in Washington, D.C., the former vice president. And, boo, they did not fool around. Yes, right away. Bang the gong. Let's take it live. Former Vice President Mike Pence is now on stage at the National Conservative Student Conference, Young America Foundation's 44th annual. Let's drop on in for a listen. I'm a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican in that order, and it's my honor to be at the 44th annual National Conservative Student Conference for YAF. Thank you all. Hey. Tone it down a notch, uh, Mr. Vice President. Nice guy. I like lots of things about him, but not everything, and not January 6th, and not this. I think he's kind of faking it just a little bit. All right, so they banged the gong. Fox News alert for Mike Pence. Donald Trump spoke at 3 p.m. What happened then? A very important issue, and a lot of Republicans believe that uh, they don't uh, like the COVID voting rules we, <laughs> that were in place, and they want so to make while sure Donald Trump was speaking at a major win. event in Washington D.C., the first time he went back to Washington since he left the presidency, they had a bunch of people doing this. Uh, no, Donald Trump. Again, it's between the billionaires. It's personal. Okay, there's something personal, and uh, I don't like it. I don't think it's uh, fair to Donald Trump. They're trying to cancel him, actually. You know, I knew the left wing was trying to cancel him, but the conservative media as well. Check this out. Newsmax had the whole thing. If I renounced my beliefs, if I agreed to stay silent, if I stayed at home and just took it easy, the persecution of Donald Trump would stop immediately. It would stop. But that's not what I will do. Can't do that. <laughs> all right. He Looks spoke for about an hour and 40 minutes. It was fascinating. It was all good stuff. We carried it live right here on Newsmax. But again, Fox News didn't. They're trying to cancel him. Conservative media trying to cancel the former president. What a shame. What a shame. We'll see what happens, though. Stay with it. Uh, oh, Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley, the senator from Missouri, Republican. He could be president someday. Um, do you remember this? He's always pulling these awesome moments off in the Senate. Take a look. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do yeah. not have the capacity You remember this, right? It was awesome. Um, it went totally viral. The guy is so smart. He's so good. 
and they want to cancel him too, trying to dirty him up, lying about him and what happened on January 6th. He was featured in the hearing. I have to address this because, first of all, they said making a sign like this, going like this, yeah, is somehow dangerous, right? This was dangerous. Give me a break. And then they accused him of running, running away. He didn't. Take a look at what they said and what he actually did. Later that day, Senator Hawley fled after those protesters he helped to rile up stormed the Capitol. See for yourself. Oh, he's terrified, isn't he? This looks like a guy who might be running 30 seconds late for a train. He's just going home, fleeing, running. He looks like one of those guys commuting. He looks like that guy from Mad Men. Maybe they're going to stop at a bar for a drink. Give me a break. Again, it was just everything they do. They go too far. Can't keep a good man like him down. It's not going to work. All right. As we wrap up this, uh, this segment, Joe Biden and those eyes. Remember, we showed you this yesterday. It went on for so long, 35, 34, 35 seconds at least with the eyes open. What could this possibly mean? What's going on with him medically? Stay with us. We're bringing in an expert to decode what is happening with his eyeballs and brain. the go and need news now no paywalls no cable subscriptions just download the newsmax app from your smartphone store it's free and watch newsmax tv anytime anywhere oh boy gretchen whitmer remember her yikes well she's still the governor of michigan uh nobody likes her uh she is up for re-election and uh This may not go her way. Donald Trump is very impressed with one of the Republican candidates. Her name is Tudor Dixon, uh, Republican of Michigan, going for it. Listen to this. Now we have a candidate for governor who is very popular, who's a fantastic, brilliant candidate, Tudor Dixon. Tudor, thank you, Tudor. Thank you. I heard you're doing well, too. All right. Tudor Dixon has been out there campaigning. It looks like a lot of the Democrats actually are afraid of her. They may be trying to screw around with the Republican primary. Tudor Dixon joins us from Michigan. Welcome. Nice to see you. How's it going? Great. Thank you for having me. You bet. You bet. All right. Now, first, do us a favor. In your, what's wrong with Gretchen Whitmer? <laughs> we're, we're all ears. What's not wrong? She's taken our state and destroyed it. Not only is education in the tank continually declining, our cities have become much less safe under Gretchen Whitmer, and she's not taking care of our police officers. She's out for the spirit of defund the police, and we know when you talk about defunding the police, the cities get become much less safe, but we are going to protect our police officers and support our police officers. And she's also using the government to attack our businesses. You guys saw it during COVID, but it continues. She continues to use the bureaucracy she has in place to go after our businesses and hurt our economy. You know, um, she seems to have. Did she get a little high on her own supply when Joe Biden for a few minutes thought about her as his vice president? Did that go to her head, do you think? 
Yeah, I think so. She's still campaigning to go to Washington. She says she's campaigning for governor, but we know she's raising money from all across the country. When asked if she thought Joe Biden should run again, she didn't really answer that question. And when asked if she was considering running, she said she was thinking of the people of Michigan. She, she said the exact same stuff when she was running for vice president, even though he decided Kamala Harris was more capable than her. So that should tell us something. All right. So do me a favor. I hear that the Democrats are, of all the candidates on the Republican side, they're most afraid of you. And they're kind of messing with the system, coming after you with the hope of a weaker Republican becoming the nominee. Uh, I guess that's not illegal, but it's kind of shady. Very shady. We've seen this happening in other states, but in a different way where they're putting their money behind the candidate who they think is the worst candidate that they can beat. In this case, they must think that all four of my opponents are beatable without boosting them up because they are full on attacking me. They just put $2 million into an ad to attack me. And we're hearing from everyone in Lansing that Gretchen Whitmer is scared to death. She does not want to go up against me because she knows I will take her out of office. All right. Well, hey, do us a favor. I understand you're a businesswoman. You've been in the steel industry for some time. Tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. Yeah, I come from the steel foundry industry. We had a family steel foundry in Michigan. I spent time there. I spent time in the forging industry. And then I moved into the media because we were fighting for conservative voices, just like you every day. That's how I got so heavenly involved in politics. And that's how I was able to build the team that I have. But I'm also a mom and a wife. I have four daughters that are school aged. And so I know what it is to be one of those parents out there fighting to make sure our education system is the best in the nation. And I'm going to fight right alongside them. Hey, uh, by the way, I've never met a tutor before. Uh, as, uh, that's an interesting name. Uh, is there a story behind it? My mom was a big English history nut, so that's where I got it. I have I used to blame her, and now it's one of the most memorable names in politics, so I have to thank her. All right. Well, Tudor Dixon, good luck. Go to TudorDixon.com or go to Twitter, at Tudor Dixon. Uh, good luck. I am not a fan of Gretchen Whitmer, and my sense is that you could take her out. Good luck to you. Thank you. You bet. Oh, and by the way, the primary is... August 2nd, which is next Tuesday. Okay, good luck. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. Well, a lot of people noticed what I noticed yesterday. Joe Biden with his eyes wide open for almost a minute without blinking. It was very, very strange. The latest strange episode that might be health-related I'd like to bring in a physician who's also running for Congress in Georgia, Dr. Richard McCormick. He is an MD and an ER physician. He's also a retired major in the United States Marine Corps. He's 53 years old. He, a pilot in the Marine Corps and a doctor. That is pretty darned impressive, sir. Uh, Dr. McCormick, welcome to Newsmax. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? Uh, terrific. Hey, first off, we'll get to Joe Biden in a moment. Uh, how did you pull that off? I was in the Marine Corps, too. We did not have Marine doctors. We had Navy doctors. Europe. Tell us tell us how that happened, please. I spent a, a couple tours in the aviation community as a 53 pilot, did an airborne with uh, First Anco. I uh, got out, went to medical school, came back in as an ER doc stationed at Camp Lejeune, did my last tour over in Afghanistan in 2016 as a head of emergency medicine over there. 
before that, did a couple tours in the Persian Gulf as a uh, Marine Corps helicopter pilot. Well, that is pretty damned impressive, uh, 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 doctor. And uh, wow. So Semper Fi. Semper Fi, indeed. All right. Let's get through this Joe Biden thing and then more about you. Uh, Did you see this? We're going to show everybody again. Joe had his eyes wide open for about a minute. Tell us first your impression of his health overall. Well, it's been obvious that he's been in cognitive decline for quite some time. It's kind of impressive that he could keep his eyes open that long. I don't know if I could even do it if I tried. Uh, They say that some people blink a lot when they're nervous. Obviously, he's not nervous, but he looks... uh, if you look at the way he walks, the way he talks, he definitely has something going on with his brain that's not normal. If you look at the fact that he's, he has to be redirected constantly, that he's forgetting lines, that he's uh, misinterpreting people the way they're coming at him. I remember when he's running and people would ask him questions. He would take it as an affront to his to his personality just because of the way he's interpreting. That's something that people do when they're getting older, when they're having uh, uh, basically dementia setting in. And that's what I think he's dealing with right now. All right. For the folks who haven't seen it, we are going to play it. It's pretty wild. And we have a little clicker uh, stopwatch on the side. Let's just take a look at this is the day before yesterday. He's going off on Trump and he looks maniacal and he's not blinking. The D.C. Metropolitan Police, other law enforcement agencies were attacked and assaulted before our very eyes, speared, sprayed, stomped on, brutalized and lives were lost. And for three hours, the defeated former president of the United States watched it all happen as he sat in the comfort of the private dining room next to the Oval Office. While he was doing that, brave law enforcement officer subject to the medieval hell for three hours. Uh, That is very strange. And also, a lot of folks are noticing his eyes used to be blue. They look black to very, very dark brown. Medically speaking, is there an explanation for that, perhaps? I don't know about the color of his eyes, but I think he's on some serious medications. I think that his brain's not functioning normally. You can tell that he's not the same person he was when he was vice president. His his gait is different. His tone is different. His uh, memory is obviously on, on decline. I mean, he's not the same guy at all. And the other day he was uh, he made I think he said he he did. He said out loud that he has cancer. Let's go ahead and play that, please. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And he was referring to oil on the windshield in Delaware. Um, And then later the White House said, oh, he was referring to skin cancer from like 20 years ago. I, I, I can't imagine that. There's a good chance he does have cancer. Your reaction to his comment? I don't take it seriously because he said so many things that were wrong. Uh, he thought he's running for Senate when he was running for president. He's he's gotten confused where his wife was standing and who his sister was and and where he's supposed to go, where he's supposed to exit. He's inter- misinterpreted so many things and makes so many mistakes. Uh, it, it's actually kind of embarrassing. Uh, I, I feel bad for the guy, actually, in many ways. No, I know. I, I do have some sympathy for him. I do think that might have been an inadvertent admission of a real condition, though, and that does happen sometimes, even with uh, even with Joe. All right, uh, Dr. McCormick, um, tell us a little bit about your campaign and what would you like to do if you should get to the House of Representatives? Oh, we're in an exciting uh, spot right now. This freshman class is an all-star class. We have more minorities, more women, more veterans running for ever, ever in the history of uh, the Republican Party. If we take back 34 seats, there's a real possibility we'll have the greatest majority since we've had since the Great Depression. 
what we'd be able to do with a big voting block like that, a bunch of excited freshmen uh, of various backgrounds, uh, and, and how we'd be able to push back on Joe would be amazing. I, I think if you look at the when, when President Clinton was president, when Obama was president, and when the uh, Republicans took back the houses, what they were able to bring to the table and, and turn around America, I think we'll be able to do the same kind of amazing things, bring back an era of prosperity. I'm very bullish on the future of our uh, our nation when we take back the house, and we will take it back in a big way. Uh, I'm down here in the Georgia sixth. Uh, we just won our primary. We're the prohibitive favorite to win the uh, the general. And uh, I think I'm going to bring a lot to the table when it comes to experience in the military and in healthcare and, and a lot of things that we uh, we need to get out of the way of the free market system and give the power back to the people. Uh, the Constitution is very specific. It's people over the government, not vice versa. Love it. Love it. Good luck. Uh, we're going to let you get back to the ER. It looks like you just came from it. Dr. Uh, McCormick in action. Dr. Richard McCormick. For more information, you can go to richmccormick.us. And uh, we appreciate it very much. And that's pretty unbelievable. Uh, an MD and a naval aviator. What kind of aircraft did you fly? CH-53, Superstein, heavy lift. Yeah, that's uh, that's one hell of a helicopter. Great stuff. Uh, I, before you go, have, did you ever meet a guy named Hank Vanderbart? Not that I can remember, although I tell you what, we love it. So many great Marines. I miss the camaraderie more than I miss anything. But the military's changing. We got to push back on this. What about it's, Chet? It's, what about uh, what about Chet Hill? No, sir. Oh, damn it. Well, these are all West Coast guys. You were you an East Coast guy? I was a West Coast helicopter guy in HMH four sixty six. I can't believe we didn't cross paths when we're on active duty. But uh, this is uh, good stuff. We'll talk again. Thank you very much. Good luck, doctor, and we'll be right back. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Okay, John Hinckley tried to kill President Ronald Reagan back in March of 1981. Pretty incredible. He is now a totally free man and he's on Twitter, and he's tweeting, and he's gaining followers, and people are falling in love with him, with John Hinckley. He puts this out. Look at this tweet. I believe in peace, love, equity, LGBTQ rights, abortion rights, animal rights, race mixing. What's that? Assault weapons ban, sharing the wealth, Green New Deal, Black Lives Matter, prison reform, and Good old rock and roll. Join the John Hinckley community. Well, guess what? People are actually signing up. I mean, he's saying all the right things for the woke left. And but some people are like, excuse me, uh, Twitter can be a horrible place, but also a great place. Let's look at some of the replies. <laughs> Hello, I'm Charles Manson, and I can't think of anything more important than climate change and black lives and how much they matter. Join me. <laughs> in the Charles Manson assertive action campaign. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, how is it that I like John Hinckley's Twitter more than about 45 U.S. senators? Well, that's where we're at, I guess. It is pretty amazing. He's got a Twitter account. President Trump does, does not. <laughs> wild, wild, wild conditions of America right now. All right, with that, here's a way to cope with these wild and crazy conditions. 
Someone gave me a Bible 12 years ago this month. No, I'm sorry, 10 years ago this month. Anyway, it was the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible. I needed that one because it had little footnotes and little explainers and I don't know. I just, but I didn't read it right away. When I was given the Bible, I said, who are you? What are you, some sort of a church lady? I don't need this. I'm good. I, I learned that a long time ago. I, I Get out of here. I put it on the shelf and didn't open it for about four or five years. Finally, in a moment, I opened it and started reading, and I kept reading, and I kept reading, and I kept learning, and then, oh boy, miracles and the truth. And it was the most awesome experience of my life. And if you haven't read that Bible, I urge you, uh, well, I'm not ur- I just I'm just telling you what happened to me, okay? I opened it and everything changed. Kicked alcohol, kicked a lot of other things, and um, it works. And I'm still growing. It's an amazing journey. And I want everybody to be everything they can be. And so does he. I know it. I have to go. I'll see you tomorrow night. Many, many thanks. Thanks.